Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We have an opportunity now to speak with Ambassador Alexander Sherba, former Ukraine ambassador to Austria. He's also the author of Ukraine versus Darkness, Undiplomatic Thoughts. So there was a brutal assault on a Ukraine military prisoner of war camp in Russia's supported parts of Ukraine. And the Ukraine is accusing Putin and Russia of outrage and war crimes. And Russia is claiming Ukraine is responsible. There's also been some advances made by the Ukrainian military, we are told. Ambassador, thank you very much. Uh, good to have you with us. How are you, sir? Yeah, good to speak with you. We have a, not the best connection, but I understand it's the best we can do with what we have. So let's go ahead with this. What happened at the prisoner of war camp in the area of Ukraine, which is controlled by Russia's sympathetic militias? What took place? Well, it's quite obvious what happened there. Uh, they uh, had uh, Ukrainian prisoners, prisoners of war, uh, including from the uh, from Azovstal, including Azov Battalion, who uh, they hate, uh, Russians hate, and Russians say they are Nazis and uh, monsters and so on and so forth. And uh, they were saying on all the TV shows that there is no way that they get alive out of there, uh, that they would get in exchange. Of and then all of a sudden, uh, yesterday's news comes that uh, uh, supposedly uh, Ukrainian uh, shelling destroyed exactly the building where these 50-plus uh, people uh, were put, uh, and uh, exactly at the point where none of the Russian and Russian-friendly personnel were around. Uh, and uh, then when we saw the, uh, the, the footage from that house where people were uh, lying on their beds, and we realized that there is no way that it would be a result of High, uh, um, high precision, high mass uh, shelling uh, from Ukraine. But first of all, there is no point for Ukraine to target the building where the people who we think are heroes who get idolized in Ukraine to target them. It just it just makes no sense for us, and absolutely makes sense for Russia. No, no, and and uh, the Russians have proven over and over that they are committing uh, war crimes, and here's. Looks like it's another example of, of this taking place. Talk to us, please, about what's happening as far as the uh, heavy weapons are concerned. Uh, NATO heavy weapons are providing the Ukraine military with a chance to strike deep behind Russian lines and target Russian troop formations, encampments, and munitions storage areas. How much of a difference uh, is it making, and are you getting as much as you need as far as weapons is concerned? Are you getting as much as you need and as quickly as you need them? Tank uh, missiles, so-called javelins from the United States, that made 
in different results. Now it's uh, these HIMARS, uh, uh, which give us the possibility to target uh, the uh, ammunition depots uh, rather deep uh, in the Russian-controlled territory. And Russians are absolutely, you know, uh, clueless what to do about it because the precision is staggering. It's absolutely it's up 50 centimeters. Uh, so each uh, of these shells are uh, hitting the target precisely. Uh, Russians don't have anything like that. Uh, how would you say, and I want to again alert our listeners, we uh, did the best we could as far as getting a clear line to Ambassador Sherba in uh, Ukraine is concerned. We've got the best we have, and we want to speak with him, so bear with us, please. We'll continue with the with the uh, technical reality that we're dealing with. How is your military faring, Professor or Ambassador Sherba? You, you tweeted out a photograph earlier today of Russian conscripts, and they didn't look like young men. They looked like They looked like men in their 50s. Yes, uh, actually, there are these, you know, new volunteer battalions uh, in Russia that uh, uh, each Russian oblast, uh, each Russian region uh, is obligated to form. And it's not the young people who, can, uh, who volunteer. It's the people 50 plus, uh, men uh, my age, I'm 52, and uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, they, they don't look like chicken and they don't fight their best, quite frankly. They remember probably something from the Soviet youth when they were in the army, but it's not the best, you know, and most motivated and most capable uh, manpower that Russia has. So is your military doing more than just holding its own? Are you making gains as far as the Russians are concerned? Well, the problem with Russians is, of course, that they have unlimited uh, reserves of munition and of uh, heavy machinery, heavy weapons. We have these 20 um, high-precision high mars from the United States and Germany. We have around 200 uh, coveters that can shoot, that can uh, shoot rather precise. Uh, we have some more, you know, but not as much as Russians. And of course, in terms of population, you don't have as much soldiers as they do. Uh, so that's the difficulty. And Ukraine is. Uh, it seems right now that it's more or less balanced because of these various factors. Both sides are bogged down in this war, and it all comes down to one word, Kherson. That's one uh, oblast center that Russia managed to occupy out of 22 in Ukraine, and it will be a major, major battle for Kherson. We are determined uh, to liberate that city. Okay. Just want to also tell our listeners that uh, Ambassador Sherba's book is Ukraine versus Darkness, Undiplomatic Thoughts. Ukraine versus Darkness, Undiplomatic Thoughts by our guest, Ambassador Alexander Sherba. Let me ask you as well, Ambassador, how's the situation as far as the, the uh, agreement to ship Ukrainian grain to a hungry world working out? Uh, do you have a sense it's going to maybe not go flawlessly, but do you have a sense it's going to work out well, or, or do you have concerns the Russians will try to, to stop the grain shipments? Well, I'm trying to be optimistic here. Uh, yesterday, uh, President Zelensky visited Odessa uh, together with ambassadors from G7 countries uh, where a big uh, Turkish uh, ship was uh, uh, loaded with uh, Ukrainian grain. Uh, I'm not sure.
sure whether it's shipped already or not, but uh, it would be a beginning. And there is, it's, of course, it's a huge hope for, for Ukraine that it would be a beginning of our uh, ports unlocked, that at least some kind of uh, foreign trade is conducted. And, of course, for the world, it would be hope that uh, major, major famine would be averted. The big question mark is, of course, Russia, who doesn't care about the world, who doesn't care about anything, but winning in this war. And um, some people in Ukraine are saying, you shouldn't have done that, you shouldn't have signed it. They will uh, violate the agreement. They will inevitably uh, strike where we don't expect. Um, so uh, it, it, it was a difficult decision. Uh, I hope that uh, uh, Turkey, uh, the United Nations, uh, the whole world is watching. And maybe it's a uh, factor enough and important enough for Russia uh, to, uh, to behave in a more or less civilized manner in this question. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.